Hey everybody, it's Jason, you know, from that podcast you're about to listen to. Uh, just uh, jumping in to say a couple of things really quick. First, uh, as you will hear in this episode, uh, we intended to talk about all the Stephen King stuff, uh, and then we went on for a really long time with the catch-up and thought that uh, leaving like 20 minutes to talk about Stephen King probably wasn't going to do it justice. Uh, so we ended up splitting it into two episodes, and I wanted to make sure that you weren't like, hey, they said we were going to talk about it and you know so i wanted to make sure that didn't happen uh and then the other thing uh this episode is brought to you by comic bento and t-blocks uh as you know each and every week uh more on them later in the show enjoy i was really drunk with some friends the other night and we were uh, somehow i came across some youtube challenge video thing of kids eating and it's uh, sam young brand 2x chicken spicy or whatever <laughs> And all these kids are trying to eat it, and they just can't. They they can't handle it. And I was like, I could do that. So I kids ordered it off Amazon. Totally forgot that I ordered it, and it showed up in my house like a week later. And I was like, Oh shit! I guess I okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> no, it's crazy spicy, but it's uh, it's really good. It's got a good like um, what's what's that? Uh, I don't remember what the sauce is called. The hoisin sauce or something like that. Yeah, something sure. Like yeah, Szechuan sauce. Mm-mm. Why not? Nope, not that. Nope, it's not that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's perfect when you're tired and you just got off work and you're low energy and uninspired. You need some juice. You just play really loud, run the jewels, and eat super spicy ramen, and it just gets you going. Oh, that's what you meant when you said RTJ. <laughs> what, you just figured that out? Yeah, because, okay, I thought, <laughs> for some reason, I thought you were watching something. Like, when you said put it on really loud, for some reason, I was just picturing you watching something. And so Run the Jewels didn't even, like, reach my purview of, of knowledge. I was just like, wait, what? Like, is he trying to that's say Return of the Jedi? Funny. But that's not RTJ. That's ROT. Like, that was, uh, I'm glad. Okay, I finally figured it out. Run the Jewels. Yeah, got it. There it is. Right there. <laughs> You know, uh, you know where I was the last time. You know where I was the last time I was listening to Run the Jewels. The Savage Land. <laughs> and. And welcome back to the Savage Land. I'm Jason. I'm uh, Rachel. I'm Matt. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. See, we can't, we can't even do it on our own show. Uh, we, we can't even get it on our own show, much less anyone else's You show. said that I always go after Jason. I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, you are right, Matt. We, uh, we do screw up our intros on a lot of other shows. Uh, and so we decided what we would do is rather than... Uh, Make some other host of another podcast, you know, have to bear through our, our uh, jilted introductions. <laughs> we would bring him onto our show to make him witness yeah. that. So coming all the way over from New York City, home of uh, the Spider-Man Minute. I'm just kidding. I know you're not in New York, Scott, but like, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man is from New York. Uh, host of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. Minute, Scott Corelli. Welcome him back. Hey, guys. I'm really excited to be here. We're excited yeah. to have you. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, and it, and I'm, I'm glad that you're here so that we can prove that we're just terrible at introducing our show, no matter what show we're on. Yeah, that's true. Because Matt and I will just kind of stare we, at each other. We really do just stare at each other like, uh... uh. 
Three things are sure in this life. Death, death, taxes, and the fact that we're never going to introduce ourselves very well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, at, this man. Point, it's a, at this point, it's a good bit. It, no, yeah, it's I great. think it's a good bit. We do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally on purpose. Um, oh, shit. Oh man, guys, we got we got we got so much show today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, the new movie It, uh, as well as all of our Stephen King adaptation fever. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe not. Actually, no, we're gonna do the issue of the week separately. Um, probably, maybe I don't know. I'll be in Boston for a while, so we're kind of trying to put some stuff in the can so that it doesn't interrupt things. But before we get to the the It and Stephen King of it all, uh, let's let's catch the people up. Let's pour out our packets on what we've been up to. Mm. Who's up? Uh, I'll go, I guess. <laughs> I, I watched, I watched, um, well, this is good. Remember my review from, remember my catch up from a couple weeks back where I watched half of The Mummy? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, wa- I watched probably a quarter of Transformers the last night, but it wasn't, <laughs> oh boy. But it, but it wasn't consecutive. It was like a little bit of the beginning and then I fell asleep and then I woke up and there's like a good middle chunk and then I woke up at the end. How infuriated so I, I pretty, were you pretty, at that much Mark Wahlberg face? I, what's that? I said, how infuriated were you at that much Wahlberg face in your life? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't mind. He's the funky bunch. It's, it's cool. He's fine. But uh, <laughs> To each their what own. A, what, a, what a... Wow. That movie exists. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's they, a fantastic review. <laughs> I think that, that was, was the exactly... first one. Uh, that was the first one with the Transformers writer's room. So, you know. Yeah. Really doing wonders for that franchise. The infamous Wait, they writers. Got a, they got a they got a writers room for that movie. No. Yeah, the, that was that was the first <laughs> one that had the writers room. It's not like only that did and the Bumblebee get, spinoff. Yeah. Uh, not only did yeah. they get a big writers room, they booked actually a lot of good writers uh, who then subsequently ended up bailing out of that writers room. Uh huh. Oh, can can yeah, you guess some was, of those names, Matt? I remember we talked about this. It wasn't Drew Goddard on there. Drew Goddard, Robert yeah. Kirkman. Brian right. K. Vaughn, Michael yeah, Shabon. Right. Yeah. What does that? Yeah. What? Why? 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 Uh, really though, why? That was the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, I worse than the Mummy. No, the Mummy was way. But I would rather watch the Mummy like thirty times than watch this movie <laughs> in, in 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 from start to finish ever. <laughs> so bad. It had like. Even the special effects were bad. Like they were trying to do like this even more crisp look to it. Uh I don't know, it just felt wrong. The whole thing was just I don't know, whatever. Oh, are you talking about Stupid. how the Transformers don't like mechanically transform anymore? No, I mean like just just how they layered it onto the just how they layered the special effects in the film. They were it looked like they were trying to go for this like ultra high crisp I don't know what I'm trying to say. Ultra high crisp. The Ultra new, high uh, crisp. That's the, the new version of, of special <laughs> effects. Goddamn. Why am I going first, you guys? I, I, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> you have the most energy. Matt's dissolving. Uh, yeah, my, but, but I've got like absolute misguided energy right now. <laughs> whereas I can't really focus on anything. Um, anyway. Do you want to yeah, take a breather and, and, and uh, gather yeah, your you guys, thoughts? Yeah, you guys can come back to me. This is great, guys. This is good podcasting. I'm super... Um, can I, I, could just, I could just start ranting about stuff. Because like, everybody... Like uh, everybody loves that when I do that on the show. I and love just that sort of tan. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, so uh, nope. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, there's a new there's a new Star Trek out there in the world. 
Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's my catch up. Star Trek Discovery. Uh, has anyone else watched it yet, or at least watched the pilot? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it last no, night. No, I did not watch it. Scott, uh, what did you think of it? I, I really, I really loved it, like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not crazy about the Klingon redesign because I think that it makes them look too samey. Um, mm. Like I, I don't, I don't like that. There's like they, they, it looks like they made one Klingon mold. And then, like, everyone's kind of wearing the same face, um, which uh, I'm not super into because I, I liked that every Klingon looked totally different um, in the second incarnation of the Klingons. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I, I don't have uh, – I, I don't love the new Klingons. But other than that, um, I think it was really good and felt like, uh, felt like Star Trek and, um, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I just, I liked it a lot. The, the science officer guy, um, I don't know anyone's names yet, but the science officer guy was like the best part that Doug S- Jones played. Saru, uh, Saru, Saru, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But he was awesome. I, I really liked it. Brian Fuller wrote it. That's cool. I'm into it. I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm on board with you. I, so I kind of went in expecting, uh, to be pretty muddled and, and kind of whatever about it. Uh, but it's it's damn good. Like it's really freaking good. I haven't seen special effects or cinematography this good in any non HBO show ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it looks like not quite uh, movie level, but as close as you could get on TV. I think mm-hmm. it's it's. It, I mean, like it Game puts, of Thrones level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, in some ways, it puts Game of Thrones to shame. Like it, in in certain areas. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely puts Netflix to shame. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we've probably you've, we've probably been over it before, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the premise slash when does this take place in sort of the chronology of the Star Trek? This is uh, <laughs> ten ten years before the original series. Yeah, um, and it's supposedly uh, it's basically at least based on the based on the the first episode. It seems like what they're setting up is the uh, Klingon Federation war. Like what, which we've never actually seen before. We've, we've come into it like, um, in the middle of it, like in media res. And we've been like post the Klingon Federation war, but we've never actually seen like the start of it. And we've never seen the beginnings uh, of that war was. Yeah. We've, we've never seen the Gabriela Princip of, uh, of this particular war, (laughs) if you will, for those history buffs Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, so is it like, is it like, as it, how do I say this right? Is it as exciting, but with actual potential that the that the uh, prequels were for Star Wars fans to see something we've always heard about for so long? Totally, that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. it's 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 exactly like it, it's it's more or less the type of thing that the Star Wars prequels promised but didn't deliver. Right, that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I so I mean just to kind of like the I you know obviously for our catch ups we've kind of been highlighting two things lately. That's you know what stood out to us and what it's about. Uh, and a lot of things stood out to me. Um, first off, I will say uh, they, there's kind of three main producers on this first episode. Two of them have a long history of garbage on their resume. Uh, one is Akiva Goldsman, who I, I will contend is the worst producer in the history of Hollywood. Um, and the other is Alex Kurtzman, who is like a big member of like the Transformers writing writers rooms and also wrote the second Star Trek movie, uh, the second J.J. Abrams one. Um and a bunch of other mm. total what shit. Did, what did the other person do that you think was the worst? Uh, the Dark Tower, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Uh, Yick. 
Yeah, okay. no. It's... Here, okay. Well, let me let me let me. Okay, let me come to the defense of both of these guys. Okay, boy. One, Akiva Goldsman is a Garbage. studios producer. No, he's a studios <laughs> producer. Yes. Which means that he goes into a studio. He says, "What do you want?" They say this, and he executes it for them. He's doing his job. He doesn't care about quality. He cares about pleasing the studio and, and earning my a paycheck. Problem. I hate him. I hate him for that. Right. But that's that's how that business works. And that's how he chooses to make his money and that's his business. Sure. Um he's not he's not a super creative guy and that's nope. that's okay. Um I you know, it's whatever. Uh because then when he comes to a project like this where He's, again, not a super creative guy, but he's working with creative people and doing what the studio wants. He turns out something great. So it's really just completely dependent on, you know, what the studio wants. And in this case, they wanted something really good. And in the case of The Dark Tower, they wanted something not great. Um, here's, here's my only problem. So he is, he is mostly a producer, but he is also mm-hmm. a writer. Uh, and I do not like writers who approach screenwriting from a non-creative angle. Like people who approach screenwriting from a business angle really bother me. All screenwriters do that. That's their well, job. Look, sure. <laughs> their job is to, th- is to consider the business of it and make something that's sellable, but not to approach it from like, a, okay, I just got to do exactly what everybody wants and not have any vision. No, no, Wr- no Writers are supposed that, to have a vision. Th- that is their job. Their, their job, job is, is to, to make have a vision. No, their job is to make the blueprint of the movie that the director's vision is. That depends on the type of screenwriter. No, no, it doesn't. That uh, definitely does depend. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't because the screenwriter is the first person in. I would, uh, and so the first thing that happens that's what I'm saying. is that a studio says, "Great, we love this script," and the screenwriter's like, "Great, we hired this director. He wants you to change everything, and you have to do it because you don't have any creative say over this project whatsoever because you're just a screenwriter." That, de- but that still depends on the screenwriter. No, it doesn't, dude. Aaron Sorkin, you think Aaron Sorkin is uh, is totally Sorkin, changing his Aaron vision? Sor- Aaron Sorkin wouldn't take those projects, and he has changed his vision because look at Moneyball. Sure, but like that, I mean, that's still through a process of collaboration. That's not just completely rewriting based on what the director wants. And what the director wants is also different than what the studio wants because the director is coming at it from a creative angle. The studio is coming at it from a business angle. There's a difference between Mm -hmm. uh, fitting the director's vision and fitting the studio's vision. The screenwriter's job is to fit both of their visions into a cohesive project. Sure. I don't think that's what Akiva Goldsman does, though. I, 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 I don't feel like that's his goal. I think he is one of the only screenwriters who are willing to work with studios who want bad things. And that's not necessarily a good thing, but it certainly earns him a paycheck, which I can respect to a certain Ugh. degree. I don't like him. I don't like him. Yeah. I'm uh, not, I mean, look, I'm not clamoring for the next Akiva Goldsmith project for by any yeah. means. But what I'm saying is, like, as a guy... Like, he's just doing his job. Like, he, it's it's whatever. It's fine. Um, but I guess uh, here's, here's uh, just just really quick to wrap up my thought. Uh, yeah. A screenwriter who starts without a vision bothers me. Every screenwriter will start with a vision. Whether or not they adjust it along the mm-hmm. process is a totally different question. Akiva Goldsman is not somebody who starts with a vision. Uh, I don't know if you necessarily know that for sure. But uh, sure. I, 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 I agree to a certain extent. Okay. With that assessment. <laughs> Matt, what is going on on your end? Oh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. What? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anything. <laughs> um, we but, uh, Alex, but Alex Kurtzman, um, 
Alex Kurtzman's Alex Kurtzman's thing with um he did the mummy, which is you know that's neither here nor there. But yeah, but it's better uh, than Transformers. Very uh, very much so. True. Last night. Yes. But uh, I will say, as in. far as Into Darkness, because he did write the first Star Trek as well, yeah, but he, he wrote it with his ex writing partner Robert Orsi, mm-hmm. who is the guy who turned Into Darkness into a truther movie. Mm-hmm. So that was Orsi's <laughs> fault. Um, okay, whose fault? Which, whose fault was uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two? I would say that was Orsi as well. Orsi's bad. Orsi's super bad. Um, and uh, but the mummy, the mummy wasn't wasn't his fault either. Uh, no, no. That from what I hear from people I know who worked on that, um, from what I understand, that was Tom Cruise's fault. That movie. Yeah, that's what I've I've heard that as well. That yeah. Tom Cruise was like took full creative control of that, and everybody was like, oh, "Okay, Tom," and that's mm-hmm. what we got. And the studio let him do it because they're like, "He sells overseas." Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was it. But uh, so. uh, Kurtzman also did uh, script polishing on Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I'm okay um, with that. The amazing. Cowboys and Aliens, guys. <laughs> hey, no, um, I, I do have a bit of an affinity you know he, for you know Cowboys he, and Aliens. You know what he did do that I'm actually a really big fan of is he co-wrote, uh, co-created and wrote Fringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Fringe is just an excellent show. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, to get back to the point, uh, I do think the, <laughs> the one-third of that production team and the one who seems to have the big vision for this entire Star Trek Discovery project is Brian Fuller. Uh, who obviously is the showrunner, as we've talked about before, he's the showrunner of American Gods, uh, as well as, I mean, he did, you know, Pushing Daisies and, I don't know, Hannibal. Like, Hannibal. Tons of awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I, I think that, like, his vision is is probably the strongest on this. He was the first person that was really attached creatively on this project. Um, he's I, the architect of it, definitely. Totally. And, and I think that whatever budget they are pouring into the show is it far exceeds whatever they've put into any show on TBS uh, prior. Um, whether well, they this... want that, they want all access to be exactly um, their HBO. Yeah. They, so yeah. Th- they're wanting it to be when they call it a premium channel, like they, everyone keeps calling it a streaming service and mm-hmm. CBS keeps correcting them and being like, no, it's a premium service. Like, we wanted they wanted to be HBO level yeah. quality and it's, and it's, eventually. It's not going to be successful. Like they're they're going to have to partner up it's, with somebody. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, there's shit tons of lens flare, uh, which kind of like I'm I'm eh, whatever about. Um, somewhat somewhat built into the plot though. To be fair, somewhat built into the plot. Some of it, but there was some that yeah. was there before that plot event happened. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, the new captain I love, uh, Michael, I can't remember what her last name is, uh, is the character's name. Um, but, uh, the new captain's awesome. Like she's, she's brash. She's very, I, I like she, she has a lot of dimensions as a, as a character. They introduce like this little kind of tease that she was raised by, um, Vulcans, but as a human, mm-hmm. um, which was super fun. Uh, Doug Jones was, was amazing. Really, the only drawback for me is that it's a little bit hard to believe this happened before the uh, original series because this is a very technically advanced show. So anyway, I loved it. They pulled the they pulled the prequels on it there too. Yeah, but see, like if the show's good, I don't really mind that too much. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm excited to watch it. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but uh, uh, it's getting good reviews, and I I would I think I'd enjoy watching a, some a new, different, fresh Star Trek take. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I'm, I'm curious to see what uh, what Rachel ends up thinking. Obviously, she's certainly the biggest Trekkie among us. Um, 
And have you, you were saying at one point, Rachel, weren't you a bit hesitant about this uh, new series? Yeah. As she turns on her mic. I kind of am. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll get to it eventually. I'm still just kind of like, eh. Hey, it's the guy who did Hannibal. What's what's wrong with you? I I know, and I love Hannibal, so I'm sure I'll (laughs) like it. I have heard really good things, especially from other friends that are huge Trekkies, and they really liked it, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's good. I think they did a really good job of balancing what, like, new Star Trek fans that have only come in to, like, the J.J. Abrams movies, what they sort of expect, but then also, like, what old-school Star Trek fans expect with, you know you know, kind of like more philosophical questions and things like that. I think they found a really nice balance of the two. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I was, I was, I was, I think I was mostly impressed by that where I was like, wow, this, this feels like both Star Treks. It, it, it's amazing. I don't know how they managed to pull that off, but they did. Yeah. That okay. Was very true. That, that makes me feel better. <laughs> Um, and then my other catch up, I won't spend too much time on it, but, uh, I saw Kingsman, the golden circle. Have you guys seen it yet? No, no, I have not. So it's getting very mixed reviews. It's a bit polarizing. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it is pretty much the same plot as the first movie. Um, everything that you're, that you kind of expect from a Kingsman movie is there. Uh, I like the, the lead kid, uh, Taryn Edgerton, Egerton, whatever. Um, he, is charming and fantastic as ever and i want him to be in everything uh i wanted more roxy out of this movie because i I thought i don't know all the characters in the first movie were incredible like i think they they just had a really layered and uh an awesome first film but uh the american guys the statesmen were all fantastic i can't wait to see more of uh some of those characters um and so I, I'm excited for the third movie. This one, I, I don't think it did anything new or surprising or game-changing or anything like that, like the first one did. Um, but I think it delivered on anything that the first one promised. Uh, and I, I'm excited for a third film. And I, I think that like at this point, Mark Miller is kind of becoming the comics equivalent of Stephen King. Not in you know like the horror genre sense, whatever, but in the sense that he keeps cranking out stories that have really... Uh, really strong concepts, really like uh, great core ideas at them that studios would then, you know, love to build uh, franchises off of as evidenced by the fact that, you know, he, the, the Netflix buyout and then all of the other film deals that he has going on right now for like Chrononauts and Nemesis and, and, you know, kick ass all those other ones. So I don't know. Uh, Golden Circle was fun, but it's not going to like wow the pants off of you. Hmm. <laughs> all right well okay <clears throat> yeah i'll still i'll still watch it definitely yeah, I'll still watch go it go see it mm-hmm. i'll probably see it again honestly like that, that I, I shouldn't sell it short like i think it is very very fun and enjoyable uh all of the actors are fantastic and it's just a romp you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 uh anyway who's uh who's up next we rachel rachel you want to catch up uh i guess Jeez, <laughs> i've been trying to figure sad. out what. Let's talk about... I, and I need to feed Rachel some spicy ramen and Good make Lord. her some Jules. I mean, because I'm still doing <laughs> what I was doing the last time. I'm still playing a lot of Metroid. Uh-huh. I'm rereading The Dark Tower. Uh-huh. I'm reading it. I guess, I yeah, d- I guess we'll get into those I, in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so I did read a few comics. Um, a few I did not like and one I did like, but I don't know how much you want me to go into that. Full, full descriptive... 
<laughs> Notated detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us, well, give us, give J- us the Eagles J- Eye view. Jason might be mad at the one that I didn't really care Ooh, for. Uh, saucy. Let's I'm cool with it. I read, <laughs> I read uh, Mother Panic, mm-hmm. and I did not, did not like it. Not digging that. I'm actually see. I, I, surprisingly, I'm not mad. Uh, I've loved most of. <laughs> I've loved most of what Young Animal has done. Um, Mother Panic is a book. I think the art is fantastic. The story just never quite really yes. grabbed me. Yeah, yeah. The story was. It, it felt very all over the place, mm-hmm. and also like it still just was not going anywhere. I, I was pretty bored reading it. So that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to bring that up. <laughs> did, you, did you just read the first <laughs> issue or did you read like the first arc? Yeah, I just read the first issue. That's all I could really yeah. get through, honestly. See, I, I was mm-hmm. the same. And I it's it kind of, it's kind of bums me out because like I, I want to uh, get Jody Hauser on the, the show as a guest, but like I haven't necessarily i haven't necessarily uh enjoyed mother panic that much and that's kind of her big book right now and so i would feel bad like bringing her on and not uh having tons of enthusiasm (laughs) about that book um yeah because i I like i don't know i've enjoyed other stuff that she's written before um anyway but yeah i I get you i'm not i'm not mad i do i think that it's at least cool for a young animal to kind of have like new ideas that it's trying out and apparently a lot of people like that book but you know it it seems like a very teenage book and maybe that's where i'm just like i can't i can't do it can't do it with all these street youths <laughs> i'm just not into the street youths i can't do it um another one that i read it, it might be cool i might give it a second chance was frostbite by joshua williamson mm. now you've got a history with mm-hmm. williamson being the uh yeah, what about- the writer of nailbiter yeah, that's right yeah he did nailbiter but then he did Birthright and Ghosted, which I didn't really quite like. I remember those. This, it's about uh, the Earth has gone into a new ice age. And there is a disease that is frostbite that is spreading around. And then a girl runs into another girl trying to save her. She has a cure for the frostbite. I don't know. It it might be cool. It might not. Okay, and the and the and the disease frostbite's not just it's really cold outside. I don't know. Frostbite. I got you, Matt. That it, was a good it, joke. It, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. It didn't really explain a whole lot. It was just you know everybody's freezing and some people are rich enough to buy thermal coats and stuff and. <laughs> What? That's so weird, though. It doesn't sound like a pandemic at all. It just sounds like it's hella cold outside. Yeah, it's hella cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone in Alaska is like, all right. This girl has the cure, and this girl's got to take her to Alcatraz for some reason, because that's huh. where she can develop the cure. Sounds like a really compelling story. Like a, yeah, the cure is just like jackets. There's the cure, he, he, those, little, he, those little heat packs you put in your pockets. It, it says that... <laughs> like freeze from the inside out, oh, like okay. it affects your organs. It's like a reverse so you got, microwave. Yeah. So you yeah, have to swallow the little uh, hand warming packets. <laughs> yeah, mm. there you, go. <laughs> you just got to eat some of that spicy ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! We've solved your problem. Tied it Josh. all together. Full circle. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I I might give it a second chance. I might not. Probably won't. But. I, I like I, I, I like or dislike Josh Williamson completely dependent on my mood. 
Um, I, I love, love Nailbiter, but anything else I've tried by him, I just I can't get into it. Yeah, Ghosted was awful. Yeah, I did oh, not see, like I, Ghosted. I, I loved Ghosted. Did you? Uh, oh man, yeah. I, I just like I. Ugh. I, I read the but first see, arc and I was but, like, man. But I lo- I read the first arc when it was coming out and I hated it huh. and I dropped it and then I went uh-huh. back like three years later just because I think I bought it because um, I live near uh, where Instock Trades was so uh-huh. they would have um, like damage sales and so I bought oh, yeah. it for like 75% off and so it was like 250 and I was like all right <laughs> um, so jealous like, the of trade. you living over there yeah and Such so well they're not here comics. anymore they actually just closed and moved uh, to another state um, but uh, but the uh, yeah so then I reread it and I liked it more like a lot more so huh. again, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but like sometimes I really don't like his stuff, and then other times I really do. And it's the same. It's literally the exact oh. same stuff. I know what oh, it is. Funny. I know what it is. Uh, hmm. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, that, that, that maybe. should be it. I mean, I, I, I mean, he was he was strapping me down and making me read the comics. I guess I should have opened with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lead lead with that next time. Yeah. That's maybe, how it got that's so why popular. I didn't like it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Uh, but moving on to one I did like oh. was the Realm. Ah, by, by old Jeremy Hahn and uh, Jeremy Hahn and Seth M. Peck. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I read it last night. I loved it. Oh my god, it's amazing. It, yeah, it's it, it, one of the coolest stories. One of the coolest first issues I've read in a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so sold. <laughs> I, I still I still haven't read the first issue actually. I've had it sitting on my uh, on my desk for like a week now, but it's it's sold out day one, which is freaking oh, it's inc- crazy. It's it's, inc- it's incredible. It's yeah, so I mean awesome. it's a post apocalyptic fantasy story. I mean there's dragons and orcs and yeah, it's just awesome. Well, but in, the 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 art is fantastic. The, oh, I love it. The how he just how they set the tone for the rest of the series is so expertly done, and how they mm. just kind of keep flashing, yeah, to that portal. Thing. Yeah, totally. And then they they don't really tell you a whole lot about the sorcerer guy, but no. he looks amazing. It's just fantastic. It's so cool. And they, I mean, like the the amount of questions raised are, is is excellent the, the 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 complete lack of really knowing what the hell's going on yeah is such i don't know it's just perfectly balanced and i i yeah i was i was floored at how good it was yeah same here yeah hmm. um i haven't so, read anything yeah. by uh by seth peck before but yeah i mean it, it sounds incredible and like jeremy hahn has been teasing all the art from this book for months now even when we talked to him uh way back in whenever it was like march um oh, yeah. yeah and the art's amazing i mean it really does and it but it, it and it doesn't even sorry and i'm like flying right on in here no, Rachel, that's but, okay uh uh it, it's like y- 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 there's all the orcs and all the, the you know fantasy stuff but it doesn't f- it does none of that's in the main storyline no they're just it does it flashes to like here's a picture of this other part of the world here's a thing going on yeah. somewhere else so it almost could be two separate stories but it, knowing that they all exist, the background. yeah, exactly. And knowing that it all exists in this universe, but you don't really get to see how it all, how everybody interacts with it so much. It's just yeah. like that that sort of exists, but no, why it exists. There's no the, no the why of it. It's all just kind of there. Oh, 
brilliant. I love it. it. It's kind of like Walking Dead with the zombies. It's just these people trying to live with now all these mythical creatures. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, it makes me it, it it makes me doubly excited. Not that I already not that I wasn't, but doubly triply quadruply more excited for uh, Bright. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. God, Bright's yeah. coming up so soon. Yeah. You guys, you guys got to read that script after you see. I, I'm interested to see like how similar the script and the the final film are because the script was I goddamn don't amazing. I want to read the script after I you see watch it. the movie. After yeah, I you watch see the... it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, I, I that that's awesome, right? I'm, I'm I, yeah. I, I same thing. I read that and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, and it's just really fun to read. Totally, I love it. I'm sold. Hell yeah. All the stars. Yep. Highly recommend. And right back to the episode in just a second. Got to pay the bills real quick. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Comic Bento and T-Blocks. Uh, with Comic Bento, you can, as we say each and every week, it's probably the best value in comics in general at all. Uh, for your first month, if you use the promo code SAVAGE, uh, you can get a box for $20 that will be four to five uh, collected, you know, single, like, graphic novel basically five graphic novels uh that are all you know somewhere around anywhere between 10 and 25 dollars uh normally priced um getting four to five of those i mean you're basically saving like 75 percent off the cover price of a bunch of kick-ass comics every month uh so it's our favorite subscription box in the world you can go to comicbento.com use the promo code savage get five dollars off your first box that's comicbento.com promo code savage it's fantastic. You'll love it. Our other sponsor, T-Blocks. Uh, we've talked about them before. Uh, $9 a month gets you a shirt delivered straight to your door. Uh, it can be you know geeky stuff like Star Wars, DC, Marvel, all that stuff we talk about every week. Um, or you can uh, subscribe to their creator's uh, line where they send you stuff from the community, designs from the community that are all originals. So if you're more into the art side of things and less about the licensing, uh, they have that too. Either way, eight or uh, nine dollars a month—not a freaking bad price for like a kick-ass, you know, Star Wars or DC, Marvel or original art T-shirt every single month, and they're great quality, so we love them. Uh, if you go to tblocks.com, uh, that's T-E-E-B-L-O-X.com. Use the promo code Cool TBX, and uh, you will save ten percent on your first month. Um, again, T-Blocks is fantastic. You can find the information for both of our sponsors in the show notes of this and every episode. Um, and that, that covers it. Uh, tried to make this real quick and easy for you. Um, support our, sh- our sponsors. Click through our Amazon banner at thatmightbecool.com. Uh, you know, do whatever you can to support the show if you're enjoying the content. If you're not, well, then, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect you to support us in any way if we're not doing something you enjoy. But we hope you enjoy it at least a little bit. Um, so, you know, consider throwing your schmeckles our way. Uh, back to the episode. Scott, what you got in your uh, ketchup bottle? Unless, did Ra- Rachel, did you have anything else or was that it? Nope, that's it. Dope. Scott, what you got? Okay. Well, I, I, uh, I've, I've, I've been on a weird kick where I just, like, I don't know what came over me, but I was looking for, like, I just wanted to watch a cartoon. Uh, and... There aren't a lot of options <laughs> that I am usually that into because a lot of them tend to have like real kind of like ADD, especially like cartoons nowadays. Like I, I really – I loved Gravity Falls um, mm. but but 
I try to watch like Adventure Time or um, uh, regular show, and I, I and I just it's a little too ADD for me. I, I can't, I just can't deal. Careful, um, Rachel. But, Rachel and Matt are going to run you out of town with pitchforks for that statement. <laughs> well, it's it's fine. It's um, okay. It's okay. No, I totally get it. Adventure Time is a little all over the oh, place. Oh, it's insanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. But sorry, go ahead, Scott. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, so I just got like a, a wild hair on my ass and was like, I, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try Teen Titans Go. Um, Hell yeah. Cause I, I, I had, I had never seen it before. Cause I always assumed, cause I, like the old Teen Titans show, I never really loved. Like I, I, I liked oh, some episodes, but then like sometimes it would just cut into like that weird anime thing. Where they just be like chibi characters out of nowhere, and I thought like it disrupted the flow of the show, and it always drove me nuts. Oh, I always um, And uh, but I'm watching this, and I'm just like flabbergasted by one how good this show is, and two how they're getting away with some of the stuff they're getting away with in a kids show. Mm-hmm. Like I've probably watched at this point probably like you know. 15 episodes, which is like really 30 episodes because they're, you know, like 10 minutes long or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, 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 I mean, at least at least three of them have ended with all of them dead. Uh, <laughs> and that's insane. Like, they're like it, there's there's one that just starts off with like Beast Boy is like pulling pranks on the other Teen Titans. And they're like, stop pulling pranks on us. And the pranks keep escalating until they all start dying and their ghosts are haunting Beast Boy. And then they pull a prank on him by throwing him into a volcano and he comes out as a ghost and they're all just dead. And they're like, so what now? And they all just look at each other for like 15 full seconds of silence. And then it just cuts to credits. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. And I'm just like, what is this show? How are they doing this? Um, Yeah. And there's so many like great uh, like in jokes as far as, you know, like DC kind of Mm -hmm. in jokes and things that are like all in the background though. Like they're never like foregrounded. They're all like background stuff. And there's this really weird ongoing joke where every time you see Batman, it's Batman and commissioner Gordon. And they're just like sitting next to each other and chuckling. So (laughs) you'll just like, you'll like, you'll drive past a cop car and you'll go inside the cop car and like inside is Batman and commissioner Gordon. And they're both like drinking coffee and going, (laughs) and you, then you just cut away. I don't know what that's about, but it's amazing. And I love it. Um, that so show I, uh, gets such an undue amount of shit because I, f- I that like that show is truly great. Everyone that hates that show, I feel like, are just people that have never watched it. Uh huh. I agree. They like hate it in theory or something. Yeah, they look um, at the style and they're like, "No, that's not like the original one. It's all light and jokey and stuff." And it's like, "Yeah, it's jokey. It's super fun. It's great." Yeah. No. It's it's like um, you know, and I and I know I'm saying this, and there is a uh, modern uh, Powerpuff Girls, but it is like a modern Powerpuff Girls. Um, <laughs> is that's kind of the vibe that it has, much more so than the actual modern Powerpuff Girls, which is um, not great. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> but this is really oh man, it's so good, and like all the characters are they like they just they just sort of like boiled them down to what makes all of them unique and special and. Just having them interact with each other at that sort of heightened level, uh, just, oh, man, it's so good. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, if you haven't ever checked out Teen Titans Go, uh, I recommend it. Especially yeah. if you just, like, need something where you're like, I, I, I want to eat breakfast and I've got ten minutes before I have to leave. What can I watch? Well, watch, watch one of these. Um, <laughs> they're really short and good. And then the other thing that I wanted to, to bring up is that um, I just played uh, the uh, Guardians Telltale game that's been coming out. Oh, yeah. How um, is that? It's really fun. Like I the trailer really turned me off because I it felt like they were trying too hard um in the way that like the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series just feels like it's trying too hard to like mm-hmm. look we're just mm-hmm. as cool as the movie look at us, right? Right? <laughs> um and and you just kind of shake your head like no, no, oh Um, but this one that, and that's how I felt about the trailer. But, and so I put off playing this for a long time, but my, um, my, uh, withdrawal from the Batman telltale game, uh, cause we're in between episodes right now. Um, just, it was getting the better of me. And so I, I needed, I needed some, I needed a telltale fix and, uh, (laughs) I went ahead and, and grabbed it. And, uh, it's, it, the first episode was really, really good. They found a really, Cool storyline. It's definitely inspired by um, a lot of the iconography from the movies, and you yes. know he has his he has his Walkman, and you know his his mother died of cancer, and like all of that is there. But then the character, a lot of the character designs are more based on the comics, and mm-hmm. there's like a lot of like comic book. Uh, there's like references to like the comic book Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. Um, where this wouldn't, this doesn't exist in the movie universe. And so I don't, I don't know. There's like, there's a really a lot of interesting stuff. And then, you know, in true telltale fashion, you know, you, you have to, you know, when you're playing the walking dead games, it's like, you're responsible for who inevitably dies. Um, and, and that sort of thing based on the decisions that you make and things like that. In this it's, you're, you're playing a star Lord and you have to keep the guardians together. Because they're all such volatile personalities that you have to figure out how to massage all of them so that they're you're all staying together. But like, you know, you'll get to a situation where you have something that you want to sell um, and Gamora saying we should sell it to the Nova Corps because that's the right thing to do. Like they're, they have a bounty on this thing. So if we give it to them, we'll get a bounty and we'll be doing the right thing. And then Rocket is like, no, we should sell it to the collector because we'll get more money and that's the end of the list. Um, and, and so, um, you know, you have to like make that decision of like who we're going to sell this thing to and, um, a lot of like the the puzzles and things are 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 really good. The point and click sort of puzzles are really good, and um, it's just it's way better than I thought it would be. Um, but uh, it's still, I mean, it's still not as good as the Batman Telltale game, which I think is the best thing they've ever done. Um, but uh, it's 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 a lot of fun, and if you are looking for a fix, it's a better fix than I think the animated show is. Yeah. Hmm. So, I, I played the first episode. I, you know, my problem is I get I get I I just lose patience with the Telltale stuff. They're a little bit slower, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm playing them. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like playing a comic book. Then I'm like, but I could just read a comic book way faster. So maybe I'll just read, <laughs> or just read Guardians comics instead. But I I agree with you. It, it, I thought it was very fun. I thought that they it was well written. The dialogue's mm-hmm. funny. I mean, it's still got a lot of that charm, um, carrying over from the from the from the from the movie and from mm-hmm. the new. 
uh, series that Bendis is writing that that's currently going right now. So mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty great. I I I would say my favorite Telltale's been A Wolf Among Us, but I I think that this is this is quite good. Yeah. No, and that one that one is really good too. Yeah. No, it's it's really funny. Like where I'm like laughing out loud. Um, yeah, playing absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there, yeah. There's a bit where they're about to go. They're they're basically on top of like a elevator where they're about to go down to uh, fight Thanos, which is in the trailer. And they they get on the elevator, and uh, Drax is like, uh, you know, when when we when my like old teams would go into battle, our leader would, you know, say something, you know, to you know, inspire us all to, to fight forward and, you know, be our bravest selves and whatever. And so you choose what star Lord says and, you know, so you say something kind of whatever. And he's like, you know, let's go be heroes or whatever. And he says something super heroic and they all stand there and rocket pushes the button for the elevator. And it's just the slowest thing. (laughs) And so you've just said something really heroic. He hits the button and then it's just ridiculously slow and you're just going down for so long and then finally like options come up where Star-Lord is just like, can somebody say something please? Because this is ridiculous. (laughs) It's fantastic. No, it's good. It's quite good. I I do like that uh, Telltale, they kind of do have a history of just like always basing their comic book games on the actual comics rather than the adaptations. Like The Walking Dead, they kind of did the same thing. Same with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that they do that, especially with like something like The Walking Dead, because I think it... Uh you know, I, I think I think it probably exposed a lot of people, or or at least convinced them to go and read the comics and see kind of some of those uh, more mm-hmm. overt differences between the comic and the show. So hopefully, it does it for Guardians as well. Yeah, yeah, it, and it emulates the art style from whatever they're pulling from, right? Right. Well, yeah, uh, the the Guardians one I would say is the first one where they kind of are finding their own style to a certain extent because it sure. it didn't really feel like anything in particular i mean other than star lord's design is obviously you know chris pratt's star lord but right um other than like well it's weird his costume is the the hu- the the human character uh is not definitely not chris right. pratt um but it's like but, it's like drax is straight out of the comics yep. gamora is out of the comics yep. Groot's a little kind of bit of both mm-hmm. he's got sort uh, of a scotty young kind of vibe to him yes yes exactly yeah. um but then the uh, but then the Batman game is cool because they just totally reinvent everything about the Batman mythos in the Batman game, um, and it's just like it's like the Batman television series that I always wanted uh, and will never get um, <laughs> because they'll never let that happen. Uh, but it's it like I love it, and they're going to introduce. Um, I've been so impressed with every character they've ever done. Like their Penguin. Did you? Did any of you guys play the Batman Telltale game? No. No. no, I have. Oh actually. man, oh my god. Okay, so they're penguin. They reinvent penguin by having him be a child, the childhood best friend of Bruce Wayne. So they were both uh, raised rich, but uh, penguin's parents were accused of fraud and put in prison, and so he lost all of his wealth, and he becomes a terrorist who steals from the wealthy because he thinks he belongs there. Because he was born into it and lost it of no fault of his own. And so he comes to Bruce to ask for help in this, like, kind of penguin persona of, like, I want to do this thing. Can you help me? Because we were we were best friends as kids. And uh, and, and Bruce is obviously not about that. But um, 
It's just just the way that they find they found ways to like reintroduce reintroduce these characters and find new ways to execute the villains is really cool in the Batman games. Um, they're gonna do the new episode comes out. I actually I think this week, and uh, it, they're introducing Harley Quinn, and I'm I'm really excited to see how they execute her because their Joker is really weird, um, and he's not the Joker yet. He's just like a nameless guy in an asylum that Bruce ran into once and now owes a favor. Um, it's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I check it out. I, uh, yeah. Telltale has uh, it's it, they're, they're, the stories are so strong mm-hmm. um, that uh, I, I'd be intrigued. I don't know. We, Jason had us all read. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm infamous for not being a huge DC fan, and but Jason had us read Batman: Brave in the Mold. Uh, two weeks back, one week mm-hmm. back. Yeah, it was yeah. the uh, Batman number twenty three from Tom King's run. <sighs> so good. That was, that was yeah, so good. And I was just kind of all right, all right, all right. Batman, Batman's mm-hmm. still cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, I mean the thing with Telltale, I think in general is like you have to not think of it as a video game to really enjoy it. You have to kind oh, of totally. It's like an interactive TV show. I mean that's exactly. basically what it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it's the, I don't know. They're smart. Yeah, the writing is yeah. so good. I mean, that's yeah, ex- that's exactly. the thing that keeps me coming back. It's not about the playability. Like I could I could do without the playability. Like I just I like experiencing those stories. Totally. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah, I I uh, uh, I, I love those those Telltale games. I don't play them a ton, but uh, in general, yeah, I don't know. They're they're fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, easy buys for me because they're so cheap and they're just right there. Like, totally. I'm like I want to I want to play something. It's like I don't have anything that I haven't already played a million times. What does Telltale have? Oh, good. That's you know the five Back to the bucks Future and one. I'm I playing was something. Super fun. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, Scott would know a lot about uh, that. <laughs> all right, I got I got I, uh, we can re- full circle back to my other catch up that because I was a little flustered at the beginning and rambling too fast. <laughs> um, but uh, this is somewhat dependent on whether or not we've all experienced, and I don't think you have, Rachel. But I'm going to bring it up anyway. So two. Two episodes ago on the new Rick and Morty series was the uh, Rick Lantis, uh, the Rick Lantis mix-up. Have you guys seen that episode yet? Oh my god, the goddamn masterpiece that episode! It's it was the I, I, I'm still awed that that yeah. thing even ex- exists on television. It was incredible, absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. And it's so I was looking on IMDb. It's the highest rated episode so far mm-hmm. with a with a nine point nine, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> Jesus. Which means uh, there was like a handful of assholes who just give a ones to everything because there's women on the staff this season or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a lot. That's what such the bullshit. Fuck? That's such <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Uh, but you, uh, you haven't uh, you haven't watched it, Rich? No. Have you watched it, Jay? I actually haven't. Uh, I I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to admit to how I've been watching Rick and Morty this season, but uh, it it didn't work for that episode. Mm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, uh, anywho, yeah, I would say, in a nutshell, it talks about what's going on at the Citadel. Uh, it like starts off in Rick and Morty, like let's go to Atlantis, and then they go to Atlantis. But then the whole episode's about what's going on at the Citadel of Ricks, and like the rebuilding of the Citadel of Ricks since it got destroyed at the end of last season. Oh my God, it's just an, it is a masterpiece. Oh wait a minute, it's mm-hmm. an absolute masterpiece. I did okay. I did see this episode. Never mind. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, incredible. I love this. That's uh, yeah, all. I love that episode. Rick and yep. Morty's damn good this season, man. I like. I, I saw all those posts about like uh, those those like stupid asshats that are just 
tr- like trolling Rick and Morty writers on Twitter, like the female writers on Twitter, just because mm-hmm. f- for some reason, like I don't even know what the big beef is. Like literally, just because they're women is all I can really come up with. Because these episodes it's, have been amazing. It's because it's because they're giving uh, Summer and what's the mom's name? Beth. Beth. Summer and Beth too much to do. That's literally the reason that it's not enough about Rick and Morty. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my god. Screw off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, come on. Like, you have a, a show with a, an amazing cast of characters, and like, like all of the Summer and Beth, I think are are two really like well drawn out characters that haven't had enough attention so far. And so, mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I'm so sorry that like a couple of episodes in a series are going to be focused on other characters, just like any series is going to have with any characters. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm, yep. s- I'm sorry uh, that there's women in your TV shows. Uh, seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but guys like that don't like change of any kind. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they like to uh, make I've America noticed. great again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. A fair change. Um, yeah. I, I just, fuck everything. Rick and Morty's great. Uh, I just, <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah, more can you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did you guys hear yeah. about uh, yeah. Jordan Peele's Nazi hunting TV show? Just speaking of people that we hate. Y- yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, so great. And I didn't mean Jordan Peele when I said that, by the way. Nazis was uh, the implication of who we hate. Um, yeah, I, I'm so stoked for him to make, A, for him to make another TV show, uh, but B, that he's making a Nazi hunting show. That's just that's just the best. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, I hope we, as a society, we merge into a world where everything is Nazis instead of zombies. Like we're just yeah, I, just I'm a okay bunch of people killing Nazis for a yeah. while. The next, the next call <laughs> yep. instead of uh, Call of Duty zombies. The next, the well, next no, like no, Call no, of Duty. It's game happening. We're getting a Wolfenstein too. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I literally. One was incredible. I, I went to GameStop the other day because I was like, I really, I'm in the mood to play a game, but I wasn't, I didn't know what, so I was just like trolling through like the used games at GameStop. And I was like, every spine that I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I pull it out and it's zombies. And I was just like, yeah. oh my God, can we stop with this? Too much. Too many zombies. Yeah. It's yeah, too much. I, I agree. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our fault for doing the walk, the living dead minute. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We, we started this phenomenon. <laughs> sorry, sorry, down. sorry, sorry universe. <laughs> you know, I, I picked up the new Dishonored on Friday. That was pretty, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are into the Dishonored games, but... I've never been into the Honored games. Yeah, well, you're wrong, Jason. <laughs> uh, no, that's it's great. It's you know it's the same as the other Dishonored games, but it's a new character. And, uh, anywho, it's fun. Mm. Um, well, should we should we should we jump to our next uh, section there, Jay? Uh, yeah. So I mean, we've we've been recording this for a while. I'm thinking that we might uh, kick the Stephen King thing into a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so if you're, if you're listening to this and the entire time you've been waiting for us to talk about Stephen King, well, actually, I'll probably edit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll probably edit in a, a new thing uh, there to be like, never mind, we never talked about Stephen King. Uh, but the new episode will be coming in a few days. So uh, thanks for, uh, we hope you enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. Follow us on Twitter at Savage Land Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Savage Land Podcast. Uh, rate, review the show on iTunes and go listen to Scott's shows. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man minute. Scott can talk. For, Scott can talk for himself. Fine. <laughs> Coronado minute. Th- thanks, Fine. Matt. Th- thanks, Matt. You're one of the best ones out there. Oh, um, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> His mom told him. My so. mom told me so. <laughs> uh, yeah, just go to DuelingGenre.com. Spider-Man minute. Coronado minute. Uh, 
etc. You guys have been bo- on both of those shows. We have. We have. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it was. Yeah, those are great. Du- yeah. DuelingGenre.com. There's all, there's all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, See, I'm just, I'm just as guilty with the zombies thing. I'm about to do a movie by minute about Shaun of the Dead. So oh, <laughs> At least yours has comedy in it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, well, do you want to do you want to join us on the next episode here, Scott, and talk about uh, Stephen King? Well, I've got all these Stephen King notes, so I I would like to. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> then you guys can join us and Scott uh, whenever that episode comes out. Still with us, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening over here? I was just no, I was just wondering how white the kids were in that video that said the ramen was spicy. They were so white. Yeah, I it assumed. Super yeah. white. It's not. It's not like. Uh, uh, it's definitely not uh, some impossible level of spice that's crushingly difficult. But it's. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty hot. It's probably about. It's probably like eating a. It's probably like eating a. Like a very hot jalapeno, like maybe mm. ten to twelve thousand Scoville. So that's nothing. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it's not. Uh, it's not like you want to die hot, but it's it's got some kick. Hmm. You want to die hot is uh, the title of my autobiography. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a cold open machine here right now. We can't. We can't, <laughs> can't let this, these, these gems go to waste. Maybe I'll just put it at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, that's funny.